I swear. Wrestling Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. We're back. Sorry about that, everyone. Andy, Andy had to go on holiday. Had to go on holiday. Yeah, I had to go on holiday. Yes, but you did. Uh, you got your dates muddled up, didn't you? I did. Yeah. Um, if you go back and listen to the end of the last episode, you said can you do Friday? And I said I think I've got to look after Poppy. And then you I went, no, oh, no, 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 I don't. Friday, you? Yeah, Sorry, yeah. but then I actually did have to look after Poppy. It was the first time my mother had abandoned us for any longer than about an hour. So I was a uh, full-on single dad for the weekend. Did she come back? Yeah. Oh, oh. what? What? Uh, Lindsay? Yeah. Uh, oh, tragically, yeah. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. No, she came back Let's Sunday she morning. She doesn't listen to this podcast. Oh, though. she doesn't know. She doesn't know how to do a po- listen to a podcast. She uh, she came back Sunday morning, literally minutes before I set off for York Call. Were you like, that's a relief? Were you like pacing around like, Poppy, I guess you're coming to York Call? <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, nah, Poppy, you'll have to look after the dog. That would have been Poppy's second time in York Call, wouldn't it? Uh, oh, yes, I guess so. Yeah, Poppy, she... Poppy met Rey Mysterio once. Yeah. Yeah. When she was two her. days before Lindsay gave birth, I think. That was very brave, wasn't it? Yeah. I'd never have forgiven you if you... Uh, ruined your night. Ruined my night, yeah. Um, do you remember that time, that moment as well, what, during the, that your call show? Do you remember? We were doing commentary. Yeah. And Lindsay had disappeared. So oh, she was sat in front of us, wasn't she? Yeah, I she think? was sat in front of us for like the show. But yeah. then, like, it was during the second half, the first match had started, and then she just disappeared, and she was gone for ages. Do you remember? No, I don't, actually, no. Oh, she was gone for ages, and I was kind did of... Did you think like, she might come to give birth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be yeah. back at the end of the show. Yeah. Um, but I was like, cool, imagine that being born in the York Hall toilets. Yeah. Um, That'd be something not to be very proud of. Hmm. Yeah. There I probably are some kids that have been born in that York Hall I toilet. there's been some kids conceived in that toilet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, so, yeah. So, you were, you were a single dad this weekend. How I was. You? Are you all right? Yeah, I was actually all right. Yeah, it's far less stressful than I thought it was going to be. So, I did bedtime for the... Like, I've done all the bedtimes and bath times a million times, but never, like, without Lindsay in the house. I've never been trusted. You've never had that safety... Net. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like if there's ever a problem, or where's mum? Where's mum? Mum's so, always been downstairs. So, so the, the question is now mm-hmm. have you done yourself a solid or I did myself know? proud? Like, I'm, but I'm going to be asked to do it but more now, often yeah, now. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Because now, you're, you, now you can be trusted. Well, Lindsay yeah. uh, wants to start a new career. Doing what? She wants to be a policewoman. Really? Yeah, and she's going out, she's going out with. Uh, uh, a, a policeman, a policewoman, I guess, and uh, let's hope he's a policewoman. Not yeah, a bloody better, but I won't be happy if not. And <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Uh, and she starts. She's doing that December the second, which is, I think it's December the second. Is it? A we- oh, it must be December the fourth. Things. It's a Wednesday. Okay. Yeah. So oh, it's next Wednesday. Mm. Week today. Yeah. So I'll be doing bedtime two till eleven, but obviously it's Wednesday, so I'll have to miss training. You should probably not tell me that live on air. <laughs> <laughs> She had a week off, two, ten weeks off. You had it? a week off the other week. No, know. I know. You went on holiday. Yeah. So, um, I'm allowed as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I owe you one Wednesday. Um. So, so Lindsay's going to become a policeman. So, what are we going to do about the podcast? Is she? Oh, we'll have to record it probably in the morning or Tuesday. Okay. So you've heard that live here on air. There will be a podcast next Wednesday. Let's, Let's record it on Tuesday. Just okay. Say. All right. All right. Yeah. Deal. Deal. Shake on it. Just yep. shook my hand. You didn't. Yeah. Pinky promise. We're just staring at each other across the desk. <laughs> <laughs> Lovingly. <laughs> um, so, Lindsay's going to become a policeman. Well, she reckons she is, but she's also wanted to be multi multitude of other things as well. It's like living with a nine-year-old sometimes. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> 
I want to be an astronaut. <laughs> you're, you're horrible. I'm, I'm, she's I'm gonna, joking. She's not going to listen to this. But what are you my, gonna my, do? my mum might. So what are you going to do if one day? Because this yeah. is very possible. Yeah. So you know when so when you're not good at technology stuff, yeah. you discover something. Yeah. Right. And every week we seemingly hear from someone who's like, oh, I've just discovered your podcast and I've been binging yeah. your podcast. And like, and that's really nice, especially when they pull back pull up stories of old episodes and stuff yeah right and they say we listened to one and we really enjoyed it so now we've gone back and listened to the archive mm -hmm. one day just one day Lindsay might listen to an episode well and enjoy it and go to binge through it she and you will be in all kinds <laughs> of trouble i know why she won't because she doesn't like wrestling it's not a, just a wrestling podcast it's a life, life podcast, podcast. As well. yeah true i mean she might decide to snoop on me one day and see what we're talking about <laughs> and then i will have to deal with that you know as and when it comes probably thinking, why are my ears burning every wednesday <laughs> Yeah, um, no, she's, uh, but this, to be fair to her, is the first thing she's actually followed up on. So, uh, well, we'll see. You know, I mean, I say about she changes her mind all the time, but, you know, like, I think she trained to be a vet and then she got pregnant with Finley. So that put a kibosh on that. So how far did she get in that training? Maybe like a year at college, I think. And she didn't want to go back to it? She she just she's just one of these people who just wants to be a mum. Maybe we should just bring her on the podcast. Well, you just said she wanted to be a policeman. Yeah, she, <laughs> yeah. At the, today, you know, she'll go on the beat next week for like nine hours and come back. And go, oh bloody, oh, I don't want to do that again. <laughs> so I wouldn't be shocked. Um, so yeah, maybe we could have a spin-off podcast on the A Squared Podcast Network. Yep. Called Living with Andy. <laughs> maybe living or with living Lindsay with Andy, or living with Andy's and Haley and Lindsay. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good actually. God, they'd have lots of slaggers off. It wouldn't be valid, but they would slag us off, wouldn't they? No, I hate you wouldn't slag Oh, me. shut up. <laughs> Things you tell me. Nah, she loves me. You get in more trouble than I do. Nah. And I get in a lot of trouble. <laughs> nah. Yeah. Um, so. I got shouted at the other day because Finley said, I'm too hot. So I said, well, he said, I want a bed sheet instead of a duvet. And I said, well, you're going to get cold in the middle of the night. So I gave, he's got like this fleecy blanket as well. So I put that on him. And then Linda comes down shouting at me. Why? And she's like, you've, uh, what'd you say? You you didn't give him anything. And I said, yes, I did. I gave him the blanket. He says you didn't. He's a little liar. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. I said, well, he just likes to get me in trouble. <laughs> so, yeah. Everyone's against you, aren't they? They are, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, enough about them. What were you going to ask me? You were going to ask me something? No, I was just, I'm just waiting for you to ask me something. How are you? Good, thanks. Anything else? How was Sunday? How was your holiday? Oh, thank <laughs> you. you thank you. Yeah. It was nice, thanks. Okay. <laughs> that's all Good. I've got there was some sunshine mm -hmm. so uh, for anyone who's followed my, my dramas I'm vitamin D deficient okay so that means I need sunshine yeah I'm uh, I'm, I'm uh, this is the Caribbean in me it needs the sunshine oh is that what it is oh um, really yeah legitimately <laughs> yeah oh, okay. legitimately yeah uh, I'm vitamin D deficient so mm -hmm. I have to take these vitamin D supplements obviously you get vitamin D natural vitamin D from the sun yes and obviously being we don't get a lot of that we don't get a lot of that, but being on holiday, I got some sun. Um, very lucky, obviously, because it was uh, the Canaries, not Antigua, like we'd originally planned, as you'd yeah. in the previous episode of the podcast. Um, but do you know what? The area, so we were in Fuerteventura, and like it was something to Antigua. <laughs> oh, yeah? Interesting. Why? Because the area we were staying was like called Antigua. Okay. And we were supposed to be going to the actual Antigua. Oh, so I it's see. Like okay, still, okay. So it's like we still went to Antigua. So you're, you're a bit like Superman. Because I, I, I believe, I think he's powered by the sun. Oh, that's okay. why he's like super on Earth. Suntan Superman. <laughs> yeah, what, I think that's, that's right. Something like that. In TNA. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Suntan Superman. That's a pretty cool name actually. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think it's something like that anyway. Something to do with the sun. Or he went to the sun to get his powers back or something. I don't know. But yeah, so I got some sun, so I, th- I feel a lot better. Oh, yeah. I felt a lot better. I feel terrible now. <laughs> <laughs> but, but those few days were nice. Um, That's nice. Yeah. They had these lovely little uh, white chocolate donuts at breakfast. At uh, breakfast, yeah. That yeah. sounds perfect. That was continental, isn't it? Yeah. You know, you're on holiday. Uh-huh. So I don't drink so anymore. Um, so, do you know what I mean? So you have to get your money's worth somewhere, don't you? Yeah, true. I agree. Well, I just went to Casa Brazil again, didn't I? Oh, so you know exactly how the buffet works. <laughs> yeah. I took the good the good guy contingent of the New Japan Dojo this time. The uh, Ren Narita and... Uh, Shota Umino. And how was that? It was all right. Yeah. How's your Japanese coming along? Uh... You're trying to think of a trip. Trey Bien. Was that nice? Yeah, it was good, yeah. Uh, so, point is, I've had a buffet, you've had a buffet. I've had loads of buffets. <laughs> well, as you can tell from my, my expanding waistline, I've had loads of buffets. But I'm looking slightly sun-kissed at the moment. So, yeah. you know, every cloud. So, are we going to talk about the show Sunday? Very shy on Sunday, British Jacob. Yeah. You will call Bethnal Green. That was quite true. So, uh, just quickly, uh, obviously I came back from holiday on Thursday. My flight got delayed. Bloody easy jet. Yeah. And so I didn't get back until Friday morning. I came straight into the office. So I was already like in a head spin state. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and then I'm having to catch up on all the, all the work for, for the week. I was, I was kind of working sporadically throughout the week. But I was trying to have a holiday, you know. Um, but I'd ordered everything to come to the office during the week. So we're upgrading our cameras. So there's quite a bit of camera equipment um, got delivered to the office. Um, and in, and the prints for the, the meet and greet also got delivered. So my f- fortunately for me, my first task I had to do when I got into the office was packing the meet and greets because it's one of the things I hate doing the most. Um, yeah, we did them the day before Royal Quest. Like, no, we didn't. We did the day before Summer Sizzler. When the Shabbata seminar was going on. Oh, yeah, that's be- but that was because um, of all the stuff for Royal Quest. Yeah. So normally we do them way, way in advance. Oh, I thought you were um, saying you hate doing them, so you, oh put do. them, you put it off. Oh, no, I don't put them off, no. I don't like. I, d- I generally try to have them done in advance, but, but, um, but yeah, the help's not been here, has it? So No. Um, so, yeah. The so cleaning lady. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, but, yeah, so we packing the meet and greets. Yep. And basically, so there's only there was only a hundred to pack, not like the the ones that summer sizzler weekend. There was a hundred to pack, and uh, I la- line up all the things on the on the table, and the Tessa Blanchard and the Robbie Eagles prints had they'd printed. Oh, I can't even describe what they'd done. They'd like the bottom the bottom line is there's almost like a description of what the print job was like what print run it was on. Okay. That was, on, that was featured on every single print. Really? Said like, do you know what I mean? Like 100 A4 prints, whatever, yeah. was on every single print. Okay. And the top of her head was cut off. No. Robbie Eagles was uh, pretty similar, mm-hmm. but not as bad, but pretty similar. And I was just like, oh my God. And I was like thinking about the options. I was like, am I going to have to get a pair of scissors and cut the bottoms off and just be like, sorry. Yeah. Um, but I got on the I got on the old uh, dog and bone to them. Uh-huh. And I had a Saturday morning delivery. They the company messed up and they recognised that. They probably looked at, you know, the amount of money I spent with them across the course of a year and were like, oh, we probably we'll shouldn't keep upset him, yeah. this lad. Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, so they, they arranged for, so they arranged for the prints to be delivered to me Saturday morning before midday. Yep. Um, 
so then I had to pack them on Saturday instead. But I packed them all apart from the Tessa and Robbie prints, so then I had to go back through and pack all the Tessa and Robbie prints. And when I finished, there were like literally only seven, seven complete orders. So only so everyone else had ordered either Tessa <laughs> right. and or Robbie prints. So you had to so go back to all those envelopes. Yeah, you double lifted. Those. I double lifted. Yeah, double double lifted, and John would have been fuming, wouldn't he? <laughs> yeah. FWA ring van man. <coughs> yeah, he would. Uh, he just said, "Don't worry about it till we get the other prints." Yeah, he yeah. would have done. But I was like, "Well, what the other? Whatever." I don't know what I would have said. I was like, "Okay, John." Well, sometimes you just like to feel like you're being productive. Well, I well, I just wanted to get as much of it done as possible because yeah. I didn't want to leave it because I. It's a big job. Yeah, it is, and like, and it's also one which, um, you know, if you do in a rush, you can get wrong and just really upset people who've paid for the service. You know. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to get it done as soon as possible, so I knew it was done, um, and it knew it was all set up and good to go. And then, yeah, then the next day, it took me, it only took me an hour to do the last, you know, to slot the slot them in. So mm-hmm. it all got it all got sorted in the end. Um, and I'd like to say that was where my uh, troubles ended that weekend. But then, uh, well, so Sunday as a as a whole went without a hitch. Sunday, yeah, sun- it absolutely it did. But I mean, Pack tried to ruin it, the horrible bastard. Well, I'm not very happy with him. No. Like an 800 quid trophy. Was it? Yeah. That's shot up by 200 quid since conversation we had yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> well. For entertainment purposes, you exaggerated the price. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't very nice, was it? <laughs> That's the kind of thing you've said to me numerous times. I've been waiting no, I've for opportunities. <laughs> We've been trying to w- waiting for opportunity to get you back. I've never once, uh, I've never once told how Hikaleu grows by an inch every single time. <laughs> 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 He's six foot ten. He six might, foot eleven. He might be <laughs> six foot eleven. Yeah. Um. That, yeah. Yeah. No, he, he ruined it, didn't he? I don't actually know how much that trophy cost, but it may well have been eight hundred quid. Yeah. I remember it was a. It was expensive. It was definitely a pretty a, investment. It was a big investment, wasn't it? I we, assume you're just going to get it fixed. We normally spend like fifty. I don't know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> no. We normally spend like fifty quid on a. Yeah. Old trophy shop down uh, down Copner Road. Oh, we had done before. Yeah. yeah. Um. But this was a proper trophy. Uh-huh. It was FA a, Cup. I wanted a proper trophy, didn't I? I mm-hmm. remember. Do you remember like that trouble I had getting that? I mean, do you know it was really funny um, with the British Jake Cup? So I had all that trouble getting that trophy. And do you know what? It turned out it was the exact same trophy that, pro, that uh. Uh, Fight Club used for their, I think, their dream tag team invitational. Yeah. The they weren't trophy. happy with you about it, were they? Um, someone's girlfriend wasn't happy with me about it. Maybe Martin Zaki's girlfriend made a snide comment on Twitter about it. Uh, okay. But it was like literally a complete coincidence. A trophy, yeah, but a trophy is, do you know what I mean? Like you want an extravagant trophy. There's yeah, not a million choices, But is there, there were quite a few choices of extravagant trophies. Oh, so trophy. it is your fault, okay. Well, no, because I, I didn't know. I'd never <laughs> looked at their trophy. No, okay. But, it was, um, but there were quite a lot of extravagant uh a lot of extravagant cho- choices, and this one just looked the nicest. I yeah. thought. So it just shows we both have good taste. That's fair comment. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. But do you know what I mean? If for a second you think that I'd done that on purpose, spent all those hundreds of pounds on that trophy on purpose, and that if I knew they had theirs, I literally would have picked up the phone to them and been like, "All right, guys, can I borrow your trophy?" <laughs> yeah, do you know does. what I mean? We yeah. could have shared. Uh-huh. We could have split the costs of the import. Yeah. You know, as we've done many times in the past. So um, so yeah. Um, but that wasn't <laughs> that wasn't great seeing my trophy broken. Um, it was actually obliterated, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but it was a great show. And uh, yeah, I was going to tell the story just quickly about um, before the show. So on the sa- on the fr- uh, Saturday night, no Friday night, I went to bed. I was exhausted from holiday because literally I had hardly any sleep. Um, and I woke up. Simba woke me up. My dog he was licking my face in the yeah. middle of the night. It was about midnight. 
I can't spread about eight. Cheeky but, snog, was he? Yeah, he was snogging me, <laughs> slipping oh. me the tongue. Um, but so yeah, he, he is handsome to be fair. So. He's a lovely dog, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, Go on, Friday night. So yeah, Simba's licking my face and woke me up. And like, for whatever reason, I was like, oh, I'm going to go back to sleep, right? But for whatever reason, I was like, I just had him in the back of my head, should I check my phone? Right? And I was like, no, I'm not going to check my phone. And then something just made me check my phone. Uh-huh. Right? And, uh, and I guess it was maybe that thought in the back of my mind that there's lots of people coming into the country and, you know, you should probably check just to be... Yeah, make sure everyone's okay, yeah. Um, and I checked and uh, I had an email from Aero Mexico who... Um, were flying Cavanario in from Mexico for a show. Yes. Um, and he was flying from, uh, so he was from, from Guadalajara, so there's no direct flights from there to London. So he had to fly into Mexico City, then from Mexico City to London. So his flight into, uh, says, I can't remember the exact time, so I'm just going to make it up just, again, for dramatic purposes, but, yep. you know, it, well, it is pretty accurate. So he was supposed to fly in at 8 o'clock. So he's, so 8 a.m. Sorry, no, so he, PM. So this is PM in Mexico. Yeah. So, like, obviously, they're like. Well, oh, now we're going to get confused. We're not. Hold like, on. I think I might have the details. So, there's so many hours behind us. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and basically, long and short of it is, it said the f- your f- there was an email I had which said your flight time has been amended. Yeah. And I I've got at, it here. If you so, want I looked at the amended flight. And yeah. And if you can read out the. The flight. Okay, so I've got here. Date, uh, Friday, November 22. Departs, 11 p.m. Arrives, 11.59 p.m. Okay, so this is a flight so which has changed. GDL so GDL to MEX. Yeah, so Squadlahara to Mexico City. Yep. Okay, and then departs, 11.30 p.m. Arrives, 3.55 p.m. And that's from MEX to London Heathrow. Okay, so the key point there is what time does it arrive in Mexico City? It arrives in Mexico City at 11.59 p.m. Okay, and what time does his flight from Mexico City take off to Heathrow? 11.30 p.m. So there you go. Yes. (laughs) So we're 29 (laughs) minutes behind. And do you like the way that it's like literally, so it's it's an email direct from Aeromexico. Yep. And it's just matter of fact, here's the legs of your journey. Yeah. Leg one, this time. Leg two, you've missed that. Yeah, you should (laughs) say, with a bit of luck, there'll be some delays. (laughs) So, uh... And what's funny as well, uh, so like long story short, I wound up getting on the phone to them, right? At this time, I was like, oh my God. I was like, my first thought was like, oh, I'm going to get shouted at if I wake up Calvin. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, so I went downstairs into the kitchen and uh, I called them up. And uh, in the morning, Hayley knew all about it. She was like, what's that about the rest? She obviously heard me on the phone, like, vroom, up uh, like a yeah. Um So, um, yeah, I got, I, so I tried to call them up. The number I had for them, obviously UK offices. UK office is currently closed. But I'm, I use my, uh, I don't know, if it was The Apprentice, this is where I would have won the task. Okay. I called the American office. Oh. Because I was like, well, they're still within their office hours. Mm-hmm. So I called their American number. Probably cost myself a fortune. Yeah. <laughs> I was on the phone for 46 minutes. Really? But basically. Oh. But I'm hoping I'm all right because, because I'm fr- with free. You know, that's where, if I'm in America, it doesn't cost me any more yeah, money. Yeah, you mean so three, not free. Whatever. I'm yeah. from Essex. The, uh, the, the, the... Are you being... The provider. Are you being, uh... The mobile provider you're with is the... Is three. Are you being, like, uh... I don't know, would it be called racist? No, I don't, see, I don't think I am. Against I think I'm just people. trying to... I'm just trying to, uh... Educate you the pro- proper pronunciation of the number three. Uh, I'm not going to even say that number anymore. No? The number after Ever. two. <laughs> okay. 
Don't make you feel bad, sorry. This this small. Okay. This small. My hands are very small. Sincere apologies. <laughs> so, so anyway, I called them up and it got to a point where they were like, if he's at an air, if he's at the airport right now, had no idea if he was. Yeah. Like, I've messaged him at this point and I've not heard back from him. They were like, if he's at the airport now, we can get him on a flight to Mexico City, but it leaves in 20 minutes time. Oh, wow. He has to be at the airport right now. Yeah. So, you know, you need to talk to him. And they said like, and then they said to me, and it's, it'll cost you $400. And I'm like, what? It's your mistake. It's your mess up. Yeah. And they were like, well, they said, the thing is like, um, it's like you're going to be go. He'll be in a business class seat instead of a standards class seat. So we have to charge you extra. And I was like, but surely it's on. It's on you, right? And then like, um, and then I'm. So, and then he gets back to me and he's at the airport. And his line is, "I've got some bad news." <laughs> I was yeah. Like, yeah, I know, I know. And then, um, and then essentially what happened was um, he got put on a standby list and made it onto that flight anyway for no extra charge oh thank god okay so um i would have paid that money i said to him whatever it takes if we have to pay to get you there we pay more to get you there we'll pay more to get you there because Uh you know i just want to deliver the advertised card sure um unfortunately he made it um and oh and they said they said like the next flight they could put him on they could get him to mexico city on that flight they said we put him on the next flight from uh from mexico city to heathrow on our airline and it was the same flight the following day, so it'd land 3.55 p.m. on the day of the show. Oh, really? He's like, that's not going to work. And they're like, don't worry, we'll, we can extend his stay in the UK by an extra day, so <laughs> really? he can still go about his business. <coughs> no, you're like, missing the point. Okay, yeah. so we're just, uh, we'll delay everyone else's flights home. We'll tell everyone that the show, just camp overnight at your <laughs> hall because the show's happening at day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, they don't know. They're trying, they think they're no. doing a good thing, don't they? But yeah. I know, I know. I'm just, I know. Uh, yeah. But, you know, like it wasn't, it wasn't the best situation to be in the night before the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, not the night before the show, the, the Friday before, and then obviously we had the Saturday where I still had 101 things to get together before the show. But we got there in the end. And uh, and he yeah. was there, and he was he bloody was brilliant, and wasn't he? Was, he was great, wasn't he? Yeah. For anyone who hasn't seen it, um, and no one would have seen it yet, apart from you there, is it up, is it up online yet? Um, oh, well, that's what we're working. It will be up online. It should be by tomorrow morning. Okay. It's done. The show's done. Um, we tried to. I tried to upload it today, but my office internet has gone down. Like it was forty-seven percent uploaded, and the internet. The internet went down like Cavanario's splash from the top oh. turnbuckle all the way to the floor. Not yeah. the ring, the floor. The floor. Yeah. That was crazy. I've never seen that before. Yeah, as God. I said, like if you'd researched. Oh, maybe I saw. Oh, maybe I'd see the head stringers do it once. <laughs> maybe. But anyway. Anyway, it's bloody it was cool. And it was real good, and it was a great show. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Just um, yeah, lots of excitement and. Uh, I'm buzzing for. It was like you know when you, you you can I'm sure attest to this when when there's been a good show like you're just buzzing afterwards. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just that I had that feeling afterwards. You were very like happy, weren't you? Yeah, I really mm. was. Who else yeah. is bloody good? Who? Tessa Blanchard. She's brilliant, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she had a great match with Giselle, Giselle Shaw. Shaw, who's also yeah. very very talented. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So um, so yeah, and that's like another sign of the the women's division in Rev Pro. Getting a uh, getting that bit stronger. That's um, it. You know, there's going to be a big emphasis of it on it in uh, in 2020, mm-hmm. um, and uh, that was a showcase match. Um, so hopefully, we're going to see a lot more of Tessa in Rev Pro next year, um, and obviously, we're going to be seeing a lot more of Giselle Shaw as well. So um, the future bodes well. Not for Zoe Lucas, by the looks of it. Well, because she's the champion, then I think she's going to lose the championship. 
Who to? I don't know. Who, who's she wrestling? Her next match is December 29th against Madison Miles. So okay. That could be it. Could be then. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Uh, so yeah. Of course, Madison Miles won the Queen of the Ring in Sheffield two weeks ago. Yeah. So as a result, she gets a shot against Zoe Lucas, who's... Uh, I'm looking forward to commentating on that, actually. Who's itching to go. Yeah. Raring to go. Um, so, uh, so yeah. But again, it's, it should be uh, should be great. And obviously, Kanji, who's a Southside Women's Champion, unfortunately for her, she got injured. Um, she was originally supposed to wrestle Tessa. Oh, yeah. At York Hall. Unfortunately, she got injured. So she's not forgotten at all. Obviously, as I say to everyone, you know, like the hard work you put in, so injuries happen. It's a competitive sport. But, you know... And, and I know it can be hard thinking about, um, you know, the opportunities you've missed whilst you're out injured. But I'm all, I'm all about the hard work you put in to get to where you get to doesn't get forgotten. Sure. You know, I said something similar to Mark Davis when he obviously got injured, um, you know, recently. Um, so, you know, don't worry. You'll get as soon as as soon as you're healthy, you'll, you'll be able to step back in where you left off. You know, um, the most important thing is about being healthy. Because I think people have a tendency to rush back from injuries um, with that short-term mentality, you know. And oh, I uh, certainly um, did. But it was a different time back then. It was, yeah. Nobody remembered anything back then. It's like, oh, oh Sims can't do it. Oh, never mind. Next thing you know, you're not you're not in anyone's. You know, you're not around anymore. And as well, there wasn't the opportunity as well in those days to uh, you could you couldn't keep yourself relevant on uh, social media. Social media, yeah. So like, uh, you you literally just fall off the face of the earth, wouldn't you? Yeah. And you did, didn't you, for like the few weeks you were out? <laughs> Turned into grew. a drunk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Moping and doping. What a great time. <laughs> <laughs> um, simpler times, for sure. Um, so yeah, but British Jacob overall, really enjoyed it. What about you? Yeah, I certainly enjoyed it. Certainly, certainly enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah. I'll put Cavanario, you know, his, his big top rope splash. That was... Uh, that was a highlight for me. Yeah. I love the moment of uh, Michael Oku being embraced by his mother and brother. Yeah. At ringside. That was nice. His brother should be a wrestler, shouldn't he? <laughs> let's get yeah. let's get big brother Oku in as a tag team partner. He was big. <laughs> the Oku brothers. <laughs> yeah. No one can stop the Oku brothers. It's funny. There's all this, uh, there's all the, uh, the, the, the emotion of the moment. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that must be his brother. He looks <laughs> just like him. And then, like, we move on, and all of a sudden, it clicks in your brain. You're like, he should be in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he could. He could be though, couldn't he? Yeah. We uh, <coughs> we need to find his name. Like, do you think he'd be like Stevie Ray to Michael Oku's Booker T? Oh, possibly. Or we, you never know. Michael Oku might, might end up being Stevie Ray. Stevie Ray, yeah. 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 Oh, that'd be ideal. Yeah. Oh, I was going to give... Do you remember they brought in Kurt Angle's brother for a couple of Eric. shows? Yeah. He wound up in prison, didn't he? Yeah, did he kill someone or something? Or I drug trafficking? He did something normal. I don't know. We, be- we better clear that up before anyone does um, this for uh, slander. So should we get on to the 30-week wrestling challenge? Let's do and it. I'll look, at, I'll look up Eric Angle. Okay. Um, all right. Go on, then. It's your turn. I'm thinking. I'd like to thought you, you came prepared. Did, did. Oh... What what we got? What oh, cost have we in got? In March 2019, Eric Ankle was arrested for assault after a video surfaced of him choking and tossing a 12-year-old boy by the neck at a wrestling tournament. Oh. That's all I've got. Okay. So he didn't, he, did, he, didn't, he didn't murder anyone or... No. 
We'll get done for drug trafficking. Sorry, Eric. Um, okay, I'm... Uh, okay. I've got one in my head. I've got one in my oh, head. Oh, sorry. No, he did do some more naughty stuff as well. Oh, he did. Just hasn't reached his Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah no. He was uh, indicted for selling drugs. Okay. He was one of three men invest inv investigators discovered were distributing anabolic steroids across the dark web. Oh, ah, okay. So there you go. Oh, Angle... Oh, it was it was David Angle, the other Angle brother. Oh, was it? Yeah, David Angle, September 2015, was arrested and charged with a homicide of his wife, Donna. He was sentenced to two and a, two and a half to ten years in prison after pleading voluntary manslaughter. That seems like not a very long sentence. <laughs> not really, <laughs> does it? No. No. He's probably out now, isn't he? 2015? Yeah. He could be out now, yeah. Well, two and a half to ten years, yeah. yeah. It's pretty, pretty broad, isn't it? But Oh. Anyway. How do sorry. we move on from that? Well, with a, uh, hopefully with a jolly song. <laughs> yeah, okay. Unless you're going to do The Undertakers. <laughs> do you know what? Funnily enough, he was on my mind uh, before that. Which one? Before yeah, that. The, the old well, that was it, yeah. Or you going to do American Badass. That would have been good, wouldn't it? D and D's. Okay. Okay, so hold on. So each note doesn't have to be a word, does it? Like you can't shoehorn the word Andy into like each beat of the song. You can't because it's a... It's a it's a two syllable word, but I will say all the words. Okay, well let's see let's okay. see what you got, and I'll, I'll right. be the judge of you disqualified. Okay, right. Oh god, I've got it in my head, but okay. Andes and Andes, the the thirty week. Have I missed a word out again? Andy and Andy's thirty week wrestling challenge. No, no, I did have it right, didn't I? But um, I'm really paranoid <laughs> since now since you I got it wrong. So. uh, uh I like the way Do you think you might get it? You've made it like a remix, haven't you? No, 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 I haven't, no. Okay, let's go. Did you... Uh, no, I've got no clue. But I can't say Andy's... Uh, the word Andy's is in the first word of... Yeah, but I ...that we shoehorn into a song. So I think... Can't be... No, but I think, like, so you're going, Ah, 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 Andy's. I would go, Andy's. No, because it's different beats. It is. It, and when you find out who it is, you'll, you'll understand. Okay. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. Right. La, 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 la. Are you ready? Ah, ah, Andes and Andes. Ah, ah, Andes and Andes. 30-week wrestling challenge. Okay, you did it wrong because you said, ah, ah, Andy and Andes. Yeah. Ah, ah, Andy and Andes. Uh, it should be, ah, 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 Andes. Do you know what it is? No. Because <laughs> <laughs> you just did it perfectly. Um, all right. Andy and Andes. Oh, bloody hell. I thought I did it the first time. Uh, uh, Andy and Andy's 30-week wrestling challenge. Uh, uh, Andy and Andy's 30-week wrestling challenge. <laughs> One more time. Okay. Uh, uh, Andy and Andy's 30-week wrestling challenge. <laughs> Andy and Andy's 30 week wrestling challenge. Do, do, do. Yeah. You got the shoulders. I'm trying, I'm trying. Am I going to kick myself? Well, the fact you just hummed it, probably, yeah. yeah. But that's what I was humming it because I was trying to get it. 
<laughs> well, you uh, you did the shim, you did the shoulders, so <laughs> it doesn't help me. It is one of the first. I had a few wrestling videos, but it was whatever. I'll make it broad and vague. The first, it was the first match on a particular wrestling video, and I thought it was the coolest song ever. Nah, I think I'm gonna have to give up. Come on, you're talking like late eighties, early nineties. Hum it, hum it to me again. No? No. Ready? Yeah. Ooh, 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 Birdman. <laughs> ooh, 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 Birdman. Do, 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 do. Do you know what? Is so, hold on, hold on. People might not know who it okay. is. Coco Beware. Absolutely, the Birdman Coco Beware. A man that I think everyone has a problem with. He's in the WWE Hall of Fame. But know, to me, he was weird? a megastar. It's like, weird how people yeah. get really angry at that. Yeah. Coco Beware, legend. Yeah. Uh, I'm just gutted that Frankie's not in there. Oh, he's definitely included in spirit, isn't oh. he? <laughs> like, he comes with like, yeah. action figures. He died, uh, died in a fire, didn't he? Oh, did he really? I think that's the story, yeah. That's sad. And the toy... Do you know what I always think sad? Go on. You know, you just come back to that toy thing. Yeah. Beyond beyond the mat, where yeah. it's just like, it says like, sometimes I wish I could just go back home, take the feathers off Frankie. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? What does that like mean? Living with, living like he's Coco Beware all 24-7. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, like, yeah. He's, he's, that's, yeah, you know. Yeah. Like he's a, stu- like he's, even though he's fully aware, he's not. Yeah, but he's probably like every wrestler who publicly go, oh man, yeah. being the honky tonk man's a struggle. But, but really, he loves being the honky tonk man. It almost man. seemed like he, he, he hated being Coco Beware. Uh, no, not in real life. I've got a picture of Coco Beware. We'll post that soon. Where? He never did the rounds. I never said when it was. Oh, yes, you did. Yeah, I got yeah. a picture of Coco Beware like last year. Yeah, at WrestleCon. Yeah, okay. <coughs> Fair enough. I thought you were trying to imply it was at the South End Tennis and Leisure Centre. No. Unfortunately, Coco Beware wasn't. But you wonder why he didn't. Mm. Why wasn't Coco, you know, on the Earthquake Tour or the Yokozuna Tour? Maybe he never had the right contact. Well, maybe he didn't need it. Because mm. as, as evidence beyond the mat, that show Jake the Snake and all those other guys, it looked bloody brilliant, didn't it? This like a massive about bond. as low as you can go without starting <laughs> yeah. the bottom. Trust me, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's really not as low as you can go. <laughs> a, lot of us have, a lot of us, including myself and you, have done a lot lower. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that looked a bloody good show, actually, didn't yeah. it? Aside from the fact they didn't have toilets backstage. Oh, yeah, but yeah. who knows? They may have to- had toilets backstage, and Jake may have just decided just to piss in a asked, yeah. yeah. Couldn't be asked yeah. to go. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Are we going to we gonna put on Coco Beware on the sound system? Just no, because it's not plugged in, is it? Oh, it'll only take a second, won't it? No, it won't. I don't have the cables. All right, how about you just put it on iTunes, uh, not iTunes, on YouTube, and just put your microphone next to it? No, fine. so basically what I'm doing is... I'm actually finding out what the 30-day wrestling chat, 30-week wrestling chat. Oh yeah, is, yeah. Because I thought that was probably more important. Yeah. Um, but there's no, di- there's no discrepancies there, is there? There's a, uh, I did that as well as I could have done. You did great, mate. Yeah. yeah. But I honestly, I don't think I would have got it without the Birdman. Yeah. Bit. I don't think I would have got it. But you'd certainly had it in your head. 
You must have done because you knew well, it. I, I, I didn't know it. I was taking. <laughs> yeah, but subconsciously you knew it. Yeah, maybe, maybe, but I, I maybe you just did such. I'm a trying good to give job. you some. I'm trying to give you well, some I, credit. Well, I'm trying to help you out. I'm saying you did a great job. We'd um, all, we'd like to hear if anyone else got it right. Okay, so have we done favorite attire? Yeah. We've done that, have we? Yeah. Is that the last one we did? Yeah. What did you choose? Why is that the end? I don't know. I think I might say match man or crush, maybe. Who's next? Oh, yeah, we have done favourite attire. Favourite promo, have we done that? Yeah, I did that last week, yeah. What was yours? I remembered the Bret Hart. Oh, yeah, I did. Tapping the bell. Can you do that again, please? One man's sunset and another man's dawn. And I just want to wake up tomorrow morning with this. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. Um, Oh, favourite tie. Okay, this is is scary. We've only got two left. Really? Including this week? Including this week. Really? Oh, God. So what on earth are we going to do after that? Oh, God. I don't know. You have to send, suge- send us your suggestions. Who just played the game? <laughs> the, the, the song game is way better anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, Favourite title belt? Um, the FWA Academy Winged Eagle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's got to be that, isn't it? You know, Hulk Hogan wearing that WWF Winged Eagle Championship 1990. There's a picture of one of the, arc- not arcade games, but like the Atari games or something. Mm. And I want to say it's like him, Slaughter, or maybe even Bulldog on the cover. And uh, I never owned it. I remember just seeing it. And it's just a picture of Hulk Hogan just to look. But oh, I know what you're, one you're talking about. I think yeah. I've got a... Was it for like the Atari? Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. A, I've got the game. Yeah. Like I've, uh, at home. Yeah. Like it had pin badges in. You know, like That's you, right. Yes, it you did. You get aggressive about my British Bulldog pin badge. Brett Hart, isn't it? Is it? No, I'm sure it's a British Bulldog one. Is it? You're like, give it to me. And I'm like, no. <laughs> you don't need it. You don't have a cabinet with your nice... <laughs> Wrestling collectibles in, do you? Yeah. I do. You're well out of order. Give me your British Bulldog pin. <laughs> I think I might even have one, actually. Um, I uh, I cleared out some guy a couple of years ago, didn't I? He, was, he emailed me. robbed him. <laughs> no, no, no. He emailed me on eBay and said, oh, listen, I'm selling all this stuff. Um, would you like to come buy it? And I said, I'd love to, but, you know, politely as possible. I said, you know, I'm buying it to sell it. And so, you know, I'm not going to give you a real top whack for it. And he actually a really, real nice guy. His friend John Atkins, actually. Just coincidentally. And, Hardcore uh, John. Yeah. Ukulele teacher. Yes, a ukulele teacher on Twitter now. Lives in Los Angeles. Rich. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, he as I was leaving, he said, oh, you might as well take these. And that's where I got the pogs from. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And, th- and in this box, there was those pin badges. I got all sorts. It was the really pogs, good. The pogs led to one of the most entertaining segments in the A-squared yeah. circle wrestling There's one here. There we go. History. Mr. Fuji got left behind. Wow. Look in my look hand right now. Look how happy he is to be here. Yeah. In the, in the Titan Towers. Um <laughs> <laughs> So what was the question? Oh, favourite title belt. Yeah, yeah that's what I was talking about. Hulk Hogan just looked fantastic in this picture. Yeah. Um, and then it was replicated rather embarrassingly um, by the FWA Academy. Yeah, and I don't even think it said FWA on it, did it? Did it? They had know. other belts that had FWA Academy. It wasn't FWA. It was when Mark was running monthly shows. At the Buckland Community Centre. Yeah, another, any other venue that let him in. Aftershock. Yeah, Future Shock was oh, first, yeah. then Aftershock. The very popular um, shot that we would drink regularly at. What was that little bar on the corner? V-bar. Alistair used to work there. V bar. yeah. Springbok. Uh, yeah, Springbok, that's right. Lovely. Yeah. Gross. That's lovely. It took me ages to work out spring. No, it it was like a mint. Mint. What like was it? Mint. Chocolate mint. Yeah, I know what mint is. I mean, um, uh, it tasted like chocolate mint. Oh, whatever. Mint. It was disgusting. It was lovely. I mean, I drank them for a long time to realise how gross they were. Uh, <laughs> It was a nice shot. 
Yeah. But like cement mixer, do you ever have one of them? Maybe that's disgusting. what I mean. Maybe that's what I mean. But it was curdled, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's a cement mixer. Maybe I'm thinking of cement mixer. And sorry, Springbok. Spring sorry. Springbok was a lovely one. Sorry, Alistair. He used to always sort us out. Mm. Very generous. Um, Still works there, probably, doesn't he? I don't think he 20 years on? Anymore. No? Oh, okay. Anyway, uh, I'm just going to go nice and simply with the WWF uh, Winged Eagle Championship. And my friend Eamon was the FWA Academy for a while. Uh, FWA Academy champion. And he used to display proud that, proudly display that in his bedroom when he was a lodger with our friend Kev. And it was quite the talking point whenever he had guests over. <laughs> 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 guests, I said. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Eamon's a lucky man, isn't he? He is. Remember the time he touched the King of the Ring chair? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just touched it. I don't think you mind me telling the story. It's when we went for our WWE trial together and they were doing the... They brought back the King of the Ring in like 2006 and he went out for a cigarette, which I told him was a bad move anyway. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I just need one, just need one. and Which was fair enough, that's fine. And uh, he said, oh, I just touched the King of the Ring chair. I was like, what do you mean you touched it? He's like, just went up to it and touched it. And I was like, wow, your day's worthwhile coming. So, yeah. Um, I wonder if that was the same King of the Ring chair that Baron Corbin... Uh, Sat on. I doubt it. It's probably. Well, I don't know. Might don't be. Don't know because you said no. Like, you see, like WWE. They shipped it all the way to England. So they, see, they, or do you think they had one in England, a separate one in England, or do you think it was the same one? I doubt it. Yeah. I imagine they just unless they maybe got, maybe got one made. Yeah. I'm not sure. If you work for the WWE uh, clothing, you know, props department in 2006, let's know. Please, please reach out, and we can <laughs> interview you as well. Yeah, be an interesting of, conversation. Loads of questions to ask you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why did you try and say? Uh, in your house five, the British Bulldogs wearing the same tights that he wore at SummerSlam 92 when he clearly wasn't. <laughs> Did they do that? Yeah. I was watching it the other day, that Bretton Bulldog rematch. Oh, really? Yeah, he's like, Jerry Law. I know, it's probably just a throwaway line. And not not to, because like I remind, I'm very self-aware, not to compare myself to Jerry Lawler, but sometimes I just make stuff up. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But he's like, look, 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 man, he's wearing the same tights he wore at SummerSlam 92. When he wasn't. <laughs> not even close. And did Vince McMahon does do what I do when... Uh that what, happens. What, the glare at me and <laughs> no, right. shout no, at me. He's clearly not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't remember what his response was, but. Um, so, uh, my favourite championship belt. Yeah. I've got two. Okay. I've two. Yeah. The, uh, the IPW Tag Team Championships have Velcro on the back. Interesting, right? Yeah. So, I got those new belts made. They had Velcro. The Southside Championships have Velcro on. Oh, do they? Yeah, well, the tag teams do at least. I've not seen the okay. others. Um, but the... Um, so, I got some championships, new championship belts made for IPW because... Uh, so, the first championship belts we had, for the first tag team championship belts we had for IPW... So, we've already discussed that the heavyweight belt was sponsored by 1UP Games and Stephen Gauntley. Um, before he lo- lost yeah. all his money on a wrestling promotion. On paying Christian 20 grand <laughs> <laughs> to wrestle. I don't know if that was accurate, but I remember that was the story. <laughs> but he wrestled, and he was supposed to wrestle twice, wasn't he? Wrestled That's once. right, yeah. He had to get back and shoot a movie. Yeah. 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 Um, but um, that was a heavyweight belt, and the tag team belts were the old FWA tag team That's belts. right, they remember, were. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. The New Breed's um, belts. Yes. The New Breed were the FWA Tag Team Championships, I think, essentially by default. We talk about like, in like 1999 or something. It's almost like the kids that are allowed to play football because you've got your own got ball. Got your own ball. <laughs> it's like, well, you can be Tag Team Champions then. Mm. And do you remember what a couple of the wrestlers affectionately referred to them as? The chocolate coin belts. Chocolate, yeah, the giant chocolate, giant chocolate coins. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, so you uh, had those essentially because it was an, an option. Yes. Yeah. And ironically enough, yeah. Ash became the first uh, tag team champion. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. With Chris Linnell? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so, um, oh, good t- I was smiling thinking about those days. <laughs> what, the Northington Hall days? Yeah. Oh, they were good times, weren't they? Yeah. Um, and uh, then after that, we had the RQW tag team belts. Right. Because um, RQW... That were all patterned after the... WF Winged Eagle. <laughs> no, it wasn't a Winged Eagle. It was one after that, wasn't it? Oh, sorry. Yeah, the 98... The 98 team. belt, yeah. Yeah, yeah but it's had the red strap. Yeah, they were exactly the same. Yeah. For, I never understood that, and all the all the love in the world for Len, but like, he was ploughed so much money into it, I don't know why he just made every belt. It was just seemed so lazy and unnecessary. But of all the things to pick him up on... <laughs> I know, but like that always kind of just bothered me. I was well, like... nice belts. Yeah, undoubtedly, but like they were, ju- they were just all exactly the I same. They were done by Reggie Parks as well. They could well have been, yeah. Um, but we had those, we had those tag belts. Yeah. Um, then Len wanted them back, um, so we got, so I got some new belts made. Take that pen out of your mouth because it doesn't make for good audio. Sorry, I apologise to any listeners. Yeah. Who were wondering what that noise was? It was me <laughs> with a pen in my mouth. It was just a pen. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we got uh, so I got some new belts made. Yeah. Right, and I didn't stipulate. Uh, like, so well, you didn't think you'd need to. No, surely. I didn't, <laughs> no. Yeah. I didn't stipulate much actually about the belts, mm-hmm. and I got a new cruiserweight belt made as well. Cause well, because we used the RQW cruiserweight belt as well. So basically, Len just wanted all his belts back. So, um, so we got a uh, a new cruiserweight belt done as well, and like you say, I didn't think I'd need to stipulate anything at all. Um, and I'd seen all the designs and everything. I was happy with them. And they came back and they were Velcro, right? So instead of poppers. Instead but of it poppers. looked like poppers. It but looked on like the poppers back. on the outside, but on the back it was Velcro, right? It, yeah. Or the inside was Velcro. Yes. Whatever. So on the outside it looked like poppers. On the inside it was Velcro, right? Now, what's the interesting point about this is, so obviously it wasn't ideal. And the reason it wasn't ideal is because obviously where we were always running small venues. So it wasn't like York Hall. We were running Yorkington Halls, which was like... Yeah. Uh, not Yorkington Halls. We were running uh, Wyvern Hall. Yeah, Tappentin, things Wyvern like Hall, that. Wyvern Hall, yeah, yeah. Like small venues, like, yeah. you know, two, three, four hundred maximum capacity venues, right? And uh, when it got silent, you know, when the champions come out... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were taking the Velcro <laughs> off. It was kind of cringy in my, and I don't think it was ever as bad as I made out. But like that's kind of no, but it's out. not. Like I was explaining to someone today that everything, uh, it's different now, I guess. But let's say in 2010, it wasn't like everything you kind of did was compared to WWE in terms of like, um, well, you know, it's just wrestling in a local leisure center or a local town hall. It's not WWE though, is it? So like when you've got a belt that. You, you know, makes a f- makes a noise the same noise a toy makes. Yeah, it, it just makes people go. <laughs> that look. Do you know what I mean? Like, just yeah. something else to go. Oh, British wrestling is crap, isn't it? Absolutely right. But do you know what's interesting? So now the UFC championship belts. I've heard this. Are all Velcro? I heard that. Yeah. Right, and that's because uh, obviously at the end of a championship match, Dana White puts a belt. Yeah. Round their waist. Yeah. And obviously, he's always. Mm-hmm. Obviously, a pet peeve of his must have been like. Oh my god! Like you know, having Doing to pop up the belt. Yeah. yeah. So now they've got Velcro ones. Yeah. And now any any wrestling company in the world, if they want to use Velcro, is probably far more yeah. accepted. You're allowed. Yeah, yeah, you're <laughs> no allowed. No problem. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, but back then we weren't. So no. Uh, well, how did we even get onto that? So, oh, we talk about favorite belts. Like, yeah. Okay, so my favorite belts were actually the. So I've got the European Championship. Oh, I really like yeah. that. Yeah. Right, and also I had a real soft spot for WCW Television Championship. Okay. Right, which if you look at the Rev Pro Cruiserweight Championship or yep. the NWA Cruiserweight Television Championship, um, if you look at the Cruiserweight Championship, it's got a very similar design to okay. the NWA Television Championship. Um, only obviously it was on. A black strap instead of a red strap um, and if you look where there was like that television it's replaced by s- oh, I can't even remember what we put in its place oh there's a wrestling ring they're behind you why don't you go have a look oh it's a long way isn't it yeah um, so uh, so yeah but if I you can see the it, bloody Bun Leisure Selzy Championship there yeah that's that's my favourite belt cool I've changed yeah go on <laughs> <laughs> you're allowed yeah. you're allowed to change um, so yeah, so that was it. That's it. Yeah. So the television championship belt. I think I don't know. Like, just I really like the belt. Arn Anderson wearing it. Yeah. Lovely. I'm listening to his podcast at the moment. Yeah. Do you listen to it, the Arn show? Uh, sometimes. Yeah. I'm kind of into it. Yeah. I just don't have enough time anymore. I just, I just have too many podcasts. I know. I just listen to A Squared Circle Wrestling podcast on repeat. It's hard. Yeah. I li- I'm listening to all Joe books a lot. I'm uh, still. I'm plowing through Trevor McDonald's autobiography at the moment. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I I did uh, the Netflix story. Someone, I, can't, I think it was Phil Jones, recommended it to me after hearing this podcast. Okay. Really good, the Netflix story. It, what, uh, they tried to sell the Blockbuster or something? Blockbuster weren't interested? Is that a true no. story? Is that a bit of a myth? Uh, well, that wasn't really addressed. Oh, okay. So, basically, this covers... It only covers up to where they got to... Um, well, before they went online streaming, basically. Okay. Um, Is it they used to send DVDs, right? And you used to have to return them somewhere? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's what it was. Like, and Netflix wouldn't have existed. Um, so, like, it just so happened they needed to find out if the idea was a viable business idea. So there's so much stuff, interesting stuff in that book. But Netflix wouldn't have ex- existed if this guy, he got a, an envelope, so like a card like for a, a birthday card or a Christmas card or something, and put a DVD in it and mailed it to himself. And it came back to him unscathed. And because of that, he thought that this postal service for DVDs was a viable idea. Because he was worried someone would nick it along the way, kind of thing? No, he was worried they'd get broken in the post. Oh, okay, right? yeah, yeah. But it turned out, he didn't find out to a year later, the only reason his disc wasn't destroyed or, like, scratched and came up back unscathed was because it was hand... It was almost like... Because it went to the local sorting office. Yeah. It was all hand... Done by hand. Nothing was... Yeah, Do you know yeah. What I mean? It was like sorted by hand from the post box, sorted by hand, mm-hmm. um, and that stuff would then be loaded onto the van and delivered straight away. Whereas obviously, if it went somewhere else in the country, the likelihood of it surviving would have been slim to none. Okay. So, but that gave him enough confidence to go ahead with the business. Yeah. Obviously, if he'd d- if he'd done it. Uh, Do you know okay. What I mean? if yeah, yeah. Like if he'd posted it. Wasn't there something similar? Because I can remember when I worked in that Italian restaurant for a little bit. He, the 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 chap who ran it, Daniele, he'd always recommend movies and he'd get sent them and we're yeah, talking so like we're not talking about that long ago 2011 yeah, love, fi- love film love film was it it was netflix it was right just uh yeah but it was called love film then was it pre- or was love it film rings a bell it was definitely called love film for sure yeah when we called netflix because it wasn't internet flicks was it but netflix so. was uh or well, they called it netflix yeah, no it was called netflix because you always did it on the internet, on the internet. Yeah, yeah okay yeah and it was like the f- it but was love film i think he had love film yeah yeah. I'm pretty sure. Did I think maybe Netflix bought Love Film? Yeah, they must have done because Love Film's not around anymore, is it? No. So but I want to say Netflix. You bought Love normally, Film. these things amalgamate with each other, don't yeah. they? But anyway, very interesting book. I definitely recommend it. Okay. Twenty one, and I I hope there's a second volume where we find out about them 
becoming this massive streaming giant. Yeah. So I'd be very interested to know how that mm-hmm. kind of all works. Yeah, I'm sure there's a story about Blockbuster Rofford. And they were like, nah, we don't think movies are headed that way, internet. I don't know. There was definitely within it, so there was stuff about Blockbuster in it within the book. And mm. there was also something about um, Amazon uh, wanted to eat them up, basically. Um, and they turned down Amazon's Amazon's offer. Did they? Yeah, and they also did a lot of... Um, so they only really, when they first started, again, listen to the book or read the book. A lot of it... I'll be, I won't, ever. So just <laughs> give, me some, give me some facts. So... Uh, um, a lot of them, their main profit came from um, selling selling the stuff because you had the option to sell or rent. Yeah. And basically, they wound up giving up the option to sell um, and went for all in on the, the rental business, um, which many people thought was a big mistake because obviously the selling thing was the only thing they were making money on. But yeah. they had to be focused. So that's why you hear that focus, you know, follow one cause until success. Yeah. It's an example of that, you know, and they doubled down on the rental business because they knew that the sales business was very vulnerable because Amazon, as soon as Amazon decided to start selling DVDs, Amazon would take them over because they had, yep. you know, that unlimited mm-hmm. resource pool. So, okay. Yeah, anyway, very interesting. I definitely recommend it to anyone. Right. Um, so, maybe maybe our new, our new thing could be Andy and Andy's book review. Book review. <laughs> okay, well, I, uh, someone of all places in Gosport is selling, you know, those Titan sinking books? Oh, yeah, yeah. James Dixon. Yeah, yeah, they're selling. I've I've not collected them, but I've arranged that I'm going to come get them. Like I've never read those books, but I think they're supposed to be pretty good and pretty accurate and pretty interesting. So I'll review that next week. Brilliant. Well, no, so I won't. I won't do it by next week. Yeah, okay. A lot of, a lot of I will get around to it. Yeah. Um, I'm currently reading. I'm reading Nitro. I'm listening to Trevor McDonald's. I'm reading Nitro. Okay. Very good book. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Um. What the what book did I pick out of my bookcase this morning to read when I was on the loo? Uh, I want to. S- no, it wasn't Eddie Guerrero's. Was it Eddie Guerrero's? I think it was Eddie Guerrero's. Yeah, not read that in ages. Um, I've only read those books once. I mean, so have I. But I still bought them and kept them. I didn't. Yeah, same. Yeah. I think I'm going to re-reread Dynamite Kids' book actually. Oh yeah. Okay. That's quite a regular for me. Yeah. Do you, toilet you've told reading. Us that's a toilet reading. Oh well, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of good little stories in there. Isn't yeah. There? Um. So, uh, so how long have we been talking and we're still going to get onto our subject? 54 minutes. I told you, I said, I tell you, I said, we need to get straight on it. Uh, you, you're the one who started talking about your wife's pipe dream of being a <laughs> <laughs> police officer. Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah. So we're going to do NXT wrestlers yeah. right, what, in, in Rev Pro and what they're going to, what their storyline was going to be, mm-hmm. right? So rather than doing like loads of them, should we just do a couple? Okay. So like, um, and this is all by memory, isn't it? So yeah, obviously. I'm yeah, but my point is, I don't. You know, like if you were to do like ten of the guys, I think you'll like get muddled, or you might have to. No, yeah, sometimes I'm you have pretty, to think. And yeah, but oh, I'm yeah, pretty. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty set when I are to. Okay. Be so like a, so let's just do a couple. All right. Right. Um, and should you just paint a picture? So. Again, and I, my years, I can't get the years right for the love, love nor my. Well, I could probably tell you, sir. But so, um, so to put things into perspective, um, when NXT or when WWE decided they were going to have WWE UK, they were like all loving Rev Pro. Like my ears were burning left, right, and centre. Like every every other word was Rev Pro <laughs> <laughs> when they were doing their, uh, 
you know, like good promotions like Progress, Rev Pro, ICW, you know. Who are you doing an impression of? William Rickle? I guess Triple H. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, so it was all the rage, you know. Yeah. Drop it, just dropping that name in, you know. Uh-huh. Oh, it's, it's nice to be included, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's nice to be acknowledged yeah. as being one of the good ones, yeah. Yeah. And then... Um, and I've told this story many times before, but just to quickly paraphrase it, like I, um, I had a conversation with them. Uh, they called me up and they asked about, would I be interested in potentially going on the WWE network? Isn't it funny? All those years later, it still hasn't happened. It's yet. still, it's still happened, really yeah. talked about, right? Right. Um, so, um, so I was like, yes, I'd be interested, but my uh, priorities with New Japan, because again, like without hearing what their WWE's offer was or anything like that. I was like, um, you know, I was like uh, loyal to people who were loyal to myself. Right? Sure. And, um, and I was like, you know, I couldn't say to you, you can put my whole shows on the network because if New Japan didn't want a match featuring Tanahashi on the network, you can't put that on the network. Do you know what I mean? So it yeah. would have to be, it'd have to be talked about ironed out the, Yeah, um, the finer details would have to be. what they said was like, like, okay, it was just good to know. It's good to know that you're interested. And um, and obviously we know it could be a little bit difficult at the moment, but that's something we can address moving forward. And, you know, we always want people to honour their, you know, their agreements, handshake, written, whatever. We always want people to honour it. Just, they were playing the baby face, right? And, uh, um, and you know, we, we'll, we'll get back to you in a few weeks' time on, you know, in the future. Uh, but it's just, but at the moment, we're just opening up dialogue and it's just good to know that you'd be interested. Yeah. Okay? So, after that phone call, I didn't hear anything else from them. But then a few weeks later... Um, so, just to give this a frame reference, this would have been early 2017. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, because they announced the WUK tournament. The but beginning I of 2017. Oh, I thought they did that at the end of the year. No, no, no. Because I remember it being around Christmas time. Yeah, it was. But to ITV did their special 2016, uh, New Year's Eve. of tw- So leading into 2017 is when ITV did their World of Sports special. Yeah. And then in January the 3rd, maybe, that January they announced, right, we're going to Blackpool at the end of the month and we're going to crown our first ever WUK champion. This, an- this idea had not been discussed for 10 years. Because we knew that, you know, the, yeah, the, the, so this was discussed a long time a ago. A long time ago, yeah. yeah. WWE UK and yeah. the rumour is Len was a Cocked man. it all up. He was, he, was a man, <laughs> he was a man picked to be uh, yeah. to be the, the, the Jim King. Smallman and John Briley of the operation. Yeah. And uh, he turned up in a WrestleMania t-shirt. Undertaker t-shirt Undertaker at WrestleMania. T- Sorry, no, there we That's go. That's the story. And we could be completely unfair <laughs> yeah. about Len. Because like, Len is a lovely guy. Everyone knows Len is a good-hearted human being. But that's the story, was they weren't yeah. impressed. And uh, with that, but but, but, but and that is the, that's the we well, should get Len on it. Yeah, why not? Bloody hell, that he'd have a lot to talk yeah. about. Yeah, um, he might only come on if he can promote one of his gigs. I was gonna say, like, we, we don't want to talk about that time you ran a show in a scout hut, Len. All right, okay, like an real quality wrestling show in Dartford. We don't hear about that. I was Let's talk about the gossip. Okay, I was thinking about one of his new gigs. No, I know, and you mean like his yeah. music gigs, yeah? Which he sang loud and proud at the other day and uh, gave maybe, me a show at. So uh, maybe we could get uh, a live performance or something to close yeah. the show. <laughs> Beautiful. I'll message him. Maybe he could do that, Andy and Andy's 30-week wrestling challenge. Yeah, he'll go, uh, rawr, Andy and Andy's. Well, I can't even do it. I was trying to do loud and proud. Um, so anyway, out of nowhere, ITV yeah. come along. And just a coincidence, WWE UK uh, 
does their stuff. Funny you should say that, because we were going to do that as well. Yeah. Uh, so, this happens. Yeah. Um, fast forward a few weeks, and the, the tournament actually happens. So, like, at the, at the press conference, Rev Pro's name dropped again, you know, where they bring all the guys on stage and whatever. Yeah. Um, and then the, the tournament happens, and, like, I've, I have nothing from them at all at this point, but then... You got all the the promoters at, at, at you know sat at ringsides. Oh, uh, in Blackpool for the yeah, first Blackpool show. Blackpool for the yeah. first show. Yeah. And I sat at home watching it in my pants, and I was like, I guess I'm on the outs here. Then. Do you think that's because of you'd said not not purely, but because you'd said, oh maybe rather than everyone else might have. I'm not putting words in. I might have gone. Oh yeah, yeah. You can have whatever you you know. As long as Rumor and innuendo would suggest. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like Joey Cabre was there, right? Yeah. So Joey probably was like, yeah, he's I mean, probably more positive than I was. Yeah, yeah but you were a little bit apprehensive. It's like, well, I kind of you know, not conditions, but I need to write. This isn't all me. Yeah, maybe. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's probably fair to say. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I was like, okay, well, I guess I'm on the outs, whatever. But um, so all the, and they contracted some guys. To, they contracted some guys, right now. I never had any restrictions put on me at first. So the guys, so all the guys that were working the show, uh, they essentially were were still able to work for Rev Pro. They were still able to, um, you know, th- th- like it was there were select promotions they could still work for, and Rev Pro was one of the promotions that was all good. And mm. we get, we kind of we still did our video on demand. We still did. Do you know what I mean? Like we had yeah. no uh, no blocks put on. A lot of the guys had to do dark matches and weren't allowed to beyond on demand but initially wasn't it kind of well we don't really want you working for you know some you know we call them piss pots but yeah well but or was there not really well i don't really think so any like, restrictions just, at all like i don't i don't because el Liguero, he was still out he was the king of a piss pot <laughs> <laughs> but like he he he'd probably freely admit like he'd work in a a working men's club on the friday but on the saturday night he was yeah. working liverpool olympia for dixon Do you know, like yeah. he did them all didn't he yeah so he did yeah absolutely yeah um, but he took great great pride in that yeah um but um, I guess I don't really know what the restrictions were to begin with, but I know that RevPro was fair game. Yeah. Right? They were all allowed to still work for RevPro. RevPro was still one of the promotions they talked nicely about. Yeah. Right? Now, the first bit, of the first hint of any trouble, like, was around the WrestleMania time, the first, the first, uh, the Orlando WrestleMania show. So this, I guess, we'll WrestleMania get into our 33. Um, whenever that was. Yeah. 2017. Um, so, yeah. So in Orlando. Um, so, it, all of a sudden, the guys who were booked to do my show, so like Trent Seven, I don't know if Ty, I, I don't even think Tyler Bate was, but Pete Dunne. Oh, was so you're doing sure. a show in Orlando? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Through WrestleCon. Then yes, but yeah. all of a sudden, those guys were unable to do the show because they had NXT UK, possibly had NXT commitments or access commitments. Access, yeah. Right? Um, so I'd emailed someone from WWE. Um, and I'd ask them about it because, and, and they basically replied to me saying like, "Oh, this is something we'll need to run past Paul Hunter, Triple H, the game, <laughs> right? The King of Kings, Cerebral Assassin." <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, they're like, "This is something we'd have to run by him." Um, at the moment, it's too early to say if, if you know, if we can use him or not. Um, but you know, all we can say is that we're allowed to work progress at the moment, right? Yeah. So I was like, "Okay, no problem." So this is where I'm like, I'm definitely. And I guess this was the year when there was a lot of progress promoted matches at Access. Didn't they do like a progress title match or oh, something? No idea. Because I remember texting you going, I want to wrestle at Access. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you be mates with WWE for a few so, more months? So, uh, <laughs> but, then I, but then I got a phone call. Yeah. 
And basically, I said, I remember voicing in the phone conversation. So after the email, I got a phone call. I remember it was at a wrestling school. I remember walking outside the wrestling school to have the conversation. And basically, I remember them saying, like, listen, I'm just a little bit, little bit worried that I'm getting frozen out. Like, um, you know, I think we've we've not had a bad relationship and I've, I'm worried that I'm getting frozen out here I'm not going to be able to use these guys I just want to know where I stand with them am I going to be able to use them and you mean f- f- going f- not just not just for Wrestlemania but yeah, like I said going you forward. know I said you know like as far as it, so after, I think maybe it became apparent I couldn't use them at Wrestlemania or something Okay, like, obviously but progress could um, and I was like you know so I we had the, we just had that conversation and the conversation went along the lines of you've got nothing to worry about you know um, but they had already been stopped from doing what culture shows is yes, that right been stopped from doing the defiant what culture shows yeah but not just in Orlando everywhere full stop yeah full stop yeah, yeah. and they said and that's so why I used that as an example saying like you know and this is all privately on the phone you know yeah. I use that as an example saying you know this has happened so like I'm worried that that's going to happen to me now you know I just need to know where I stand and it was like no you know as far as we're concerned you're no um, oh they said you know and I said like you obviously said at the time there was no restrictions and now there obviously is restrictions and then he said the guy said um, there is no restrictions as long as there's not a conflict of interests Right. Okay. So he said, and as far as we're concerned with you, there's no con- there's no conflict of interests. Um, you know, you're no threat to us whatsoever. You know, you you do a good job. You you know, you look after the wrestlers. Um, do you know what I mean? They, yeah, like, yeah. You know, you were you were on the thumbs up list. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, okay, fine. And then they said, and they said, as far as your request regarding the guys for WrestleMania, you know, we'll we'll see what we can do. Right. Essentially, was it right? And I never heard another. Th- another word from them about Wrestlemania about anything really um, so the guys didn't wind up working Wrestlemania but that's what leads us into the first part so Trent Seven on that Wrestlemania show Trent Seven was actually scheduled to defeat Zack Sabre Jr. for the British Heavyweight Championship um, so that was the original plan for the main event of Wrestlemania in Orlando and you did instead Zack and Zack and Pentagon oh was it oh okay yeah so you're thinking about the following year. Yeah, Zach and Ishii. Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, I'll but like, so we did Zach and Pentagon instead. Um, so that was a... But obviously that, for me, like Trent was a, a guy who... Him and Zach had had a great match in um, the cockpit. Um, and like I just saw him as a guy who would be just a, a huge baby face and would be great. And I feel like... Um, yeah, so he... He's got a great charm about him. He does, yeah. He's You're talking about Trent, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, considering he's the, uh, you know, I like muscles and... Yeah. He's not, but he just looks... He's, just he, a he's, he's guy, about two right? years older than me, but he just reminds me of my dad. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, and I mean that in the best way possible. Like, yeah, just like the beard, the hair. He's quite stylish. Yeah. You he's, know, like, he's just a likeable guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and just, a real real and baby face. Yeah, like. and, like, and there's not many men yeah. who can be real baby faces. Yeah. So that was my mindset behind that. So there's not really much to say about that other than... So and, and obviously I continued to use him after that point, but obviously there was never any consideration towards him being champion again because um, it was uh, the mindset was, um, you know, like now he's a WWE guy this could be taken away at any second. And that, yeah. that WrestleMania thing was a warning. That was really the warning sign for me that things, you know, that this isn't going to be a rosy, <laughs> you know, uh-huh. as rosy as, it, as, as it's made out it's going to be. Um, and then I think after a while I stopped. So there was him, himself, Pete and Tyler. Um, and again, they still work for me uh, after that. And, and Pete Dunn obviously was a big, was, you know, getting a huge push from me at the time of the, uh, 
of his stuff. Um, so, so Pete was obviously, um, here's a good one for you as well. So Pete was obviously, um, uh, he had his program with Will Ospreay and obviously he was involved in the Will Ospreay-Vader match. Oh, right? yes, yeah. And, uh, and we didn't know what condition Vader was going to be in for the show. But obviously there was also a working idea, which never happened and was never, and again, this is nothing to do with WWE at all. It didn't have, like, after the Vader match happened, it was very clear that this match couldn't happen, <laughs> right? But we were going to do uh, Ricochet, and Will Ospreay versus Pete Dunne and Vader at that same WrestleMania Orlando show. Yeah. So, do you know what I mean? So and I want to say, if you look at one of Pete Dunne's singlets, he has done up like Vader's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For that. Because, well, because, oh, well, not necessarily for that purpose, but like, we were building towards uh, Pete Dunne and Ricochet, uh, Pete Dunne and... Um, and Vader. And, no, Pete Dunne and Will Ospreay, we were building towards... Oh, uh, okay, okay, fair a, enough. They right. were in a program with each other. Yeah. we never got to do the big match, uh-huh. right? So, um, and if you remember, we wound up with the payoff of Pete Dunne with that singlet that he had made. And I had a mask as well for him. You, you got right? from? Uh, we got from... Got that high, from high spots. spots. Yeah. yeah. Um, which uh, it was funny because they said they, they, had the ma- they had the masks made and they stopped selling them because... Like, so Vader was like, oh, I'll send you a mask. And then obviously he was never going <laughs> to send me a mask. Yeah. But he was like, yeah, I'll send you one. I'll send you one. Yeah, he thought it was great. He's yeah. Like, you might just have to get it taken in a little bit, you know. Uh-huh. Like, but he's just like, yeah, I'll send you one when I get back home. And he never did. Um, but, um, but yeah, so I'd got that. So we were going to do that big deal, like where Pete was going to dress up as Vader and just for a feud with, mm-hmm. well, it, as a part of his feud with, with Will, right? Sure. So the big blow off. But we wound up at the cockpit. He had We did like an eight-man tag or whatever. And Pete was, the, um, Pete was in the match. And Will was in the match. And then just uh, Pete had a singlet on, and then he pulled down his singlet and had Vader's singlet on. Okay, and that was so that we, you know, so it had a smaller payoff than yeah. it was gonna have. Yeah, sure. Um, but like, but I think I think at one point they said, you know, like Pete could wear that, you know, that would wear that Vader singlet all the time, you know, mm-hmm. like, and and that'd be his, you know, yeah, and like, um, and it, it really worked as well. Uh, um, yeah, it really worked as well with Pete like that because he was, I don't know, like you just look at them next to each other. I know everyone joked that Triple H was Pete's son. Oh, Pete's Pete's Triple H's <laughs> son. Sorry, Close. Yep. Um, but if you look at Vader and uh, if you look at Vader and Pete, that's the real father-son combination. <laughs> yeah. uh, I think in one of the programs as well, I put like a like accolades for Pete Dunn, like Vader's son or something. <laughs> just <laughs> as a rib. Cool. Yeah, um, and then obviously Pete was again like Pete was great, and we never, but we were never able to do what we obviously like again. He was still pushed, but like. Um, and he still worked the Global Wars shows, and you know he he worked guys from New Japan, and he worked. Do you know what I mean? He worked guys like after the WWE stuff, but we were never able to have a consistent program with him because of the WWE stuff, right? Now there was never really any issues, like I say, with the with the early guys, and we just do maybe we just do one more because um, uh, we we're like ten minutes past the hour now. Oh, so, we okay. Um, so, but like with the with the with the early you know, the early round of, of WWE guys. It was never really that much of a problem. Um, and then the, it became almost a cloudy era of whether they could work for us or not, or not. But then all of a sudden, they were just able to work for us. So you saw, like, Pete come back, Trent come back, Tyler come back. Um, and that was at the start of 2018, right? Yeah, they were the tag team um, champions they beat. And they, yeah, they won the tag championships. Um, and, um, uh, which was great. Like, they beat CCK for the tag team championships. Um, they wound up losing them to... Suzuki. Zack Sabre and, and Minoru Suzuki. Um, again, so you had that New Japan, WWE UK, NXT UK, whatever it was at the time. Um, 
you know, you had that mix, right? And then a combination of things happened. So again, like I say, they came back and, and it was like, as far, it seemed like it was going to be a good core relationship again moving forward, right? Um, and um, and we had some good matches and it was great. It really was. It was good to have Pete back around um, who kind of matured. Like again, like Pete, uh, is someone, the first time I saw Pete, so like the, you see on the first night Pete wrestled for me, he won the Cruiserweight Championship, right? And I, but I'd kind of seen him, He'd, he'd wrestled for me years earlier, right? But the, when, when he started to become the bruiserweight, you know, changed his style, changed his look. Um, that's when I was like, wow, this guy's got something and we're going to, you know, we're going to go full steam ahead with this bruiserweight character. Um, and um, I think that from that point, uh, so, so it was kind of, uh, uh, he was he was growing with a role, mm-hmm. you know? So, so when he came in, he was still like a young guy who was just, excited and eager to be there right but by the end of it by the by the time he came back after you know having had that you know having done those bits with wwe and whatever and having that extra experience that tv experience um learning from all the the veterans that are associated with wwe and whatever he was almost back and he could have been like positioned as a locker room leader right and i i think that any locker room that has him in it is a you know should be a very happy place and I hope that enough promotions took advantage of that fact when he was you know still in the UK I think he's based in America now but when he was still in the UK and working regularly in the UK I hope those locker rooms took advantage of that fact because um, obviously all everyone looked up to him and respected him because he was great. He was like one of those young veteran types. Wasn't yeah, he? it's yeah. almost like he was like the, the next generation's Doug Williams. Same way mm. we looked up to Doug Williams. Yeah, sure. Those guys looked up to Pete. Yeah. Right? And he'd, he'd just been a great guy to have had that's my biggest regret, you know. I would have loved to have him in the locker room more, um, especially because I think he was living proof of, you know, in such a short space of time, he exploded onto, like, obviously he'd been around for years beforehand, but when, you know, he started this bruiserweight stuff, he almost essentially exploded onto the scene, and he's just had so many, if you look at Pete Dunne's run with Rev Pro, the amount of matches he's had, which are just top draw, you know, he had a match with Ricochet, a match with ACH, um, you know, uh, the matches with Osprey, he had a couple of matches with Osprey, which were great, you know, um, just so many great matches, Flash Morgan Webster, you know, um, all these great matches um, that he that he had, and uh, um, and yeah, and like I say, it's just a shame that we weren't ever able to, um, you know, really capitalise on the star being born. And don't get me wrong, like I'm not, again, it's not a knock on anything because I know I know for a fact that obviously WWE, he's one of a few guys that the, this NXT UK thing has has made helped uh, make a bigger star. You know, yeah, a lot of the guys I'd, I'd argue have become a lot less hot than when they signed you know yeah um but pete is certainly someone who's definitely benefited from it um and um thankfully wwe saw saw the talent he had um so um after so after those guys all came back and everything and we were kind of all good using them then all of a sudden out of nowhere oh so then I can't, again, I don't want to mess up my timelines, but then there was somewhere along the line, and I don't know if it's before they came back or whilst they were back or whatever, but this conversation opened up with myself and WWE again. Again, just discussions. Not, it was never, like I say, it was never an offer on the table. It was all theoretical, and it was all discussions about, you know, the stuff being on the network, what footage do you own, what music do you own, what, how many, do you know what I mean? Fill out this questionnaire, fill out that questionnaire, um, tell us a bit more about your business. Do you know what I mean? All of that fact finding so they could destroy me <laughs> um, no i'm joking um and uh um which never progressed anywhere but again all the conversations were cordial do you know what i mean like we spoke you know everyone like uh, again like when i spoke to triple h like he was at 
he was putting over Rev Pro and like how, you know, how we do good stuff, how we look after the guys, how there's always medics at the shows, you know. And he was and he was that, like saying literally, he's like, we don't, we've not got a problem with the indies. We just want to weed out the the promotions that don't do all this stuff, right? Which is just so ironic because really with the restrictions they put in place and the promotions they put the block on the guys were allowed to go were allowed to go and work the outlaw indie mud shows or whatever <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah, yeah. you know um, but they weren't allowed to do my shows um so um so yes yeah, so i had that conversation with them um and it never like i say the dialogue never went anywhere um but it was it was as far as I was concerned a good relationship right and then obviously I spoke about that Wrestlemania thing there's no tickets available <laughs> right oh yeah yeah um, and then uh, and then we did um, uh, I can't remember the exact date but like so but for example so we'll do two two more right so because they all kind of link together yeah so um, so Travis Banks so the reason I use this as the example is because it happened the follow the day after mm-hmm. so like there was a big WWE summit, right? So, like, uh, where they were going to sign all the guys to contract, guys and girls to contracts, right? So, I'd spoken to Ginny, who was uh, my women's champion at the time, and we had big plans for her, and, um, and and we'd kind of put over strong for a very long amount of time, but it was all building up for the fall, mm-hmm. right? Um, and Ginny had said to me, oh, I'm going to w- this WWE thing tomorrow. I think I'm going to get off to contract, but I've asked them if I'll still be allowed to do RevPro specifically, and they... So they specifically said yes you'll still be able to do rev pro and i said to her i remember saying to her like good luck with tomorrow and like as she was as she was going i said something along the lines of this is probably the last it'd be the last time i see you like, <laughs> yeah. no no like you know joking right yeah yeah um because you know i was just like i i don't know it just felt weird like i don't mm-hmm. know um you then, sensed it yeah and then like the morning of that show um travis banks um messaged me and said he'd hurt his ankle. He's supposed to be wrestling Jeff Cobb. He's like, I've hurt my ankle. I can't do a singles match with um, with Jeff Cobb. He said, I could probably do a tag match, right? But for whatever reason, the tag match didn't work. And I was just trying to think of something we could do to kind of... Because um, I, I wanted to deliver a singles match with Jeff Cobb um, because that's what we'd advertised. Um, and I was just like, okay, well, maybe we can change it around so we just do an angle or something with you. Yeah. Um, and the angle we decided to do was with Rob Lias, mm-hmm. right? And... Um, and this is a so this is my favorite so you know this is my favorite part so like again this has got i would like to think this has got absolutely nothing to do with me no longer being able to use nxt uk talent Mm -hmm. however another part of me really hopes it is true that this is the reason why i can't use nxt uk talent right right but i know it's I know it's very unlikely it's got anything to do with it whatsoever but i love the conspiracy theories at least you'd have a a reason oh yeah yeah (laughs) but like so so, so Travis messaged me saying he'd hurt his ankle, mm-hmm. couldn't do much. But I, I believe that afterwards, like you know, really, I think the reality was he had his tryout with WWE the next day, and he didn't want to be, he didn't want to risk hurting risk himself. Risk hurting himself, okay. Well, yeah, I, I think that was it. Yeah, you yeah. Know? and I and I don't I don't disrespect that, and I don't begrudge him for that. Whatever, you know, um, and maybe he tweaked it, and you know, didn't want to, you know, further just risk, it. didn't want to risk it, right? So, um, so we did this angle with Rob Lias where he'd Trav would come out, he'd cut the promo and say like, "I'm afraid I can't compete to to wrestle. Um, I can't compete with Jeff Cobb tonight because of my injury." You know, he had a bandage bandage round his ankle, very clearly had a bandage round his ankle, and then Rob Lias came out um, and basically goaded him into giving him a singles match there and then, right? 
They worked for two minutes, right? And Trav went to do his uh, disaster kick, jumped on the second rope, collapsed to the floor because his ankle had given out. Mm-hmm. Rob attacked his ankle and I think submitted him. Yeah. Um, there and then, boom, right? Now, I'll tell you where we were going, but at the end of the show, Travis came over to me and he showed me, and this is probably controversial, he showed me a text message, right, from Glenn Joseph, right, which had a quote from Rob, like, because Travis Banks was a progress champion at the time. Okay. Right? Bearing in mind that I had no, again, people who want to stir stuff will say that I've I've done done it on purpose. purpose, Yeah, yeah. But I will explain where we were going with it shortly, right? Now, um, he'd sent he'd sent uh, Travis Banks a screenshot of someone's result from Twitter, which was like, Rob Lias taps out Travis Banks in two minutes, 30 seconds, or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. And he wrote something like, I can't remember exactly what he wrote, but like it was like, seriously, question mark, exclamation mark, question mark, exclamation mark. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Right? Or like, what the F? Mm-hmm. Question mark, exclamation mark. Do you know what I mean? He wasn't happy. But, yeah, and and this and this yeah. isn't like this isn't rumor and innuendo. I saw the message with my own two eyes, uh-huh. right? So, um, so that, so that happened. So that's why it's, it kind of makes it funny to think like, oh, let's try and join the dots. But like, you know, like I say, two plus two could equal six, right? So anyway, <laughs> where we were going with it was, um, which we were never able to go there. But where we were going with it was, Travis Banks would, um, you know, then be healthy. And he'd want to get revenge on Rob Lias, and he would challenge, you know, he'd be challenging Rob Lias to a match, and Rob would be like, nah, sorry. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, I you beat know, you already. I beat you already. I don't need to prove myself again. Whereas everyone knows that Travis can kick Rob's ass, right? Uh-huh. But Rob's just like, nah, not going to do <laughs> it, not going to do it. And then eventually, what happens? Travis gets his hands on him, and he kicks his ass, yeah. right? Just simple wrestling, mm-hmm. a nice little storyline. Yeah. Baby face right? revenge. Baby yeah. face revenge, but like obviously, but Travis would have to jump through hoops to get his hands on him, right? Yeah, that's where we were going with it. It wasn't anything to do with the progress championship, which I, I don't even, you know, do you know what I mean? It never even crossed my mind. No, right? It had nothing to do with that whatsoever. It had to do with the fact that on the morning of the show, I got a text message from someone saying I can't wrestle and I had to rejig the show. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. all it. Co- and then, and then to me. I'm always. I always feel like I'm really good at when, when something happens like that, when someone's injured and something falls through. I'm really good at making the best out of a bad situation. So being like, okay, well that's a shame that we can't do that. But now let's go in this other direction with this. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And if Progress wanted to be angry at anything, they'd really want to be angry about how Travis actually went out in his last advertised <laughs> match because he had to finish well, up his bookings it- with us. Well, and that was that. Was that his no. last match? So that was like his penultimate match. Okay. And he was allowed to do one more match with us. Okay. Which was when he he had a, a sleeper hold on Los Federales Santos Jr. Do you remember? No, I don't. He had a sleeper hold on Los Federales Santos Jr. Yeah. Who kind of got knocked out, like went to sleep. Yeah. Fell backwards. Uh-huh. And Travis Banks was trapped underneath him. <laughs> he couldn't get out. And that's okay. how he went out. But like I say, but to me, like. It, you know, if they were worried, if Progress were genuine, like, and again, this is this is aside from WWE, but like, you know, if Progress were genuinely worried about how Trav looked having lost that match, they should have just let the storyline play out. Do you know what I mean? Because if, yeah. they would have had their champion looking like a badass again by the end of it. Sure. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, but obviously, it's much more fun for people. A- again, like, I know they were upset about that result. No one ever spoke to me about it, but you know, I saw that message. Um, but um, you know, I feel like. Um, 
it's much more fun for people to say like, oh, they got them barred. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> like, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but whatever, who cares? Like either way, it, it makes no difference. It is what it is. It's a set mm-hmm. of circumstances which were put in front of us, but it's just a funny, it's a funny story. And I like to, and I would love to credit Rob Lias with ending my relationship. With <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah, so that was obviously what happened with, with Trav um, and, uh, and where he's, he's, you know where he would have gone he would have gone into that program with rob come out on top of that and then you know continued to move on yeah right but you know but it would have given him a nice little detour in his, in sure. his journey you know because yeah, yeah. um, ultimately we were looking towards um not like splitting cck up but to the, towards them working both working singles um which is why we did at the summer sizzler earlier that y- was it earlier that year or the year, year before, before probably. Um, but obviously we did the chris brooks um, Zack Sabre Jr. match it was you know because obviously the match that people wanted I think at the time or Travis Banks was perceived to be the single star of that team right I saw them both as single stars and I thought they could both be single stars but because pa- Travis Banks was almost more well he was more established in the sense of you know um, of being a singles guy so I wanted to prove that Chris Brooks was a singles guy so that's why Chris Brooks um, you know worked Zack Sabre Jr. He tapped him out of the cockpit worked him at the you know, worked him at the Summer Sizzler um, to kind of reinforce that fact, but both of them were going to go on to be like, you know, top singles guys. Um, still aligned with one another, but, you know, and, they, and I think, I, f- I feel that when they were the tag team champions, um, Travis Banks and Chris Brooks, they, they elevated those belts to kind of main event status, you know, and I... Um, they probably main evented uh, a lot of those shows, didn't they? Well, yeah, absolutely. And and I think, I feel like the tag division really held, like held the cockpit together throughout that, that year, you know, Um so uh, yeah, again, all of these guys, I never not want to use them, you know. Um, but uh, but yes, yeah, so we've done an hour and twenty five. Should we just stop there? Let's wrap it up. Because yeah. there's a, you know there's a lot more. There's plenty more. There's yeah, plenty more. And like there's plenty more interesting stories for another day. Um, but maybe Rainy we can get to we can get to a, a issue two. But obviously we've got who else? We, so we've got Ginny. We've got Flash Morgan Webster. We've got Eddie Dennis, uh, Zach Gibson. Um, who else have we got? Dave Morales. No, you you'd started using Dave Morales again. Yes, Dave Mastiff for people. Oh, sorry. People probably know who <laughs> Dave Morales is. Yeah. No, they don't, um, do they? Dave Mastiff. Yeah, obviously, uh, yeah, we would have done more with, again, and he's not NXT UK, but we'd have done with Martin, more with Martin Stone as well. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we were like, you know, super behind Martin. Um, so, um, so, yeah, but... Um, you know, there's, there's many more people we can talk about, but obviously some of those names I mentioned, like Ginny and especially Ginny, Eddie Dennis, etc. They had real big, uh, real big stuff planned. So we're smash kayfabe to pieces on another future episode of the uh, A Squared Circle Wrestling Podcast. All right. Well, thank you everyone for joining us. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Boy Simmons, B O Y S I M M O N Z, and Instagram, B O Y S I M M O N Z one nine eight four. And I'm A Quilton. A-Q-U-I-L-D-A-N at A-Quilden, please. Thank you for listening, everyone. Okay. And we'll talk to Anything you else you want to plug? Um, do I? I don't know. RPWOnDemand.com ShopRevPro.com Black Friday at ShopRevPro.com uh, Check it out. There's there's going to be all kinds of all kinds of deals coming up. Great, great offers. Four by four New Japan Pro Wrestling t-shirts. You get a fifth for free. Really? Yep, absolutely. Um, we've got DVDs, £2.99. Whew. Right? Can't um, go wrong. And we've got some more offers and stuff which I'm coming up with as we speak. It's mentally going through my head right now. So, um, yeah, so check out shoprevpro.com. By tomorrow, those Black Friday sale offers will be up. Um, so, yeah, cheers.
and revolutionprowrestling.com. You get tickets for all upcoming shows, events, um, and all of that stuff. And you get links to all the social media. Cool. All right. Good night, everyone. Cheers. Thanks for listening. Bye. Laters.